what episode are we up to? 16. 16? Yep. I'm almost out of fingers and toes. Fantastic. Episode 16, Behind the Sport. How are you doing today? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm happy as. I'm hanging out for the next race meeting. I'm, I'm on the come down side of the last race meeting now. Yeah, so uh, that'll be the Talk Cup or Talk Trophy. Talk Trophy. Um, trophy in uh, August for the streetcar category. Yeah, not looking hopeful of getting my car out there for that again. But um, no, it's a cool race. And the relaxed, normally with Talk Trophy, there's a couple of um, predetermining things to be eligible to win the, win the Perpetual Cup or the Perpetual Plate that it is um and that is to have they they changed it up long before my time to make it so they didn't have the big guns just come out for one race event a year and just take the talk trophy because it's a pretty coveted sort of trophy it's one of the longest standing ones in in motorsport um so they made it you used to have to do two events prior but because the whole covid thing they relaxed that so i'm hoping that'll mean some of the bigger faster under two liter cars will come out of hiding um, and there's a couple of really rad over two litre cars or, you know, big turbo bangers that we haven't seen for many years that might just come out for that one big hit just because they've got the chance to take take that trophy and get their name on it, you know? Yeah, sweet. Now, um, last few episodes, unfortunately, you haven't been featured in the opening, and I'm not sure what's been going on with that, but uh, so everyone's had to stare at me just looking oh, blank cool. into the screen as you chat, but uh, hopefully that's fixed up this week. That's but, right. um, You're better looking than me anyway. I've got a face like a shoe, so... Ah, oh, potato. Look, I, I still reckon I should post those photos from the race meet the other week. Oh, no, they, they, they are destined for folklore of, of, uh, of race track shenanigans. <laughs> they are much like uh, Chase doing burnouts in a stunt car. It can or cannot be de- determined. Alrighty. Our uh, guest is waiting in the lobby to join us. Uh, he's got 11 years of drag racing experience behind him. And back in 2014, he reached an astonishing 320 kilometres an hour in 6.61 seconds to claim the Australian record uh, for a naturally aspirated car, which at the time was also the second fastest speed in the world. Uh, yep. He is, of course, for those that know and for those that don't know, Kyle Putland. He's the owner of the Quarter Mile Drag Racing Experience at the Motorplex here in Western Australia. And he joins us next for a chat behind the sport. Thanks for joining us, Kyle. How are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. Good, thank you. Yourselves? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. So, um, I've got to ask you that your 320 kilometer an hour record, is that still a record or has that, that been beaten? Yeah. So, so that's, that record does still stand. Yes. Um, that's for, well, my competition eliminator car, um, um, I altered, uh, yeah, I altered. Um, so it's a 500 cubic inch, um, um, NHRA pro stock engine, um, in a, 1700 pound um like bucket altered whatever you want to call them so yeah you know that's got a, it had a four speed yeah yeah four speed manual behind it so i had like um stick shifts like three separate levers between your legs to shift as are going down a track but yeah now that record still stands yes okay cool i, I wasn't too sure i couldn't find um 
something to confirm that. So I didn't want to sort of go, yeah, it's still his record, but um, yeah. And then sort of yeah. have you know the drag community. You know, this, you're our first drag competitor that's been on here, so um, yeah. I didn't want to upset them all in you know one one episode. Uh, that was so, over. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, got to ask what what got you started in motorsport? Yeah, so like my uncles, my uncles used to race like back in like late eighties, um, and then you know they they obviously still went down to the drags in the nineties and. They used to take me down there as well. Um, so, yeah, just been dragged around down there. And then when the Motorplex, when they started in 2000 at the Motorplex, um, yeah, just it just kept kicking along, eh? Just kept going down there with different people. Um, you know, then got old enough, started crewing for people. Um, um, Peter Gardner, um, he's, well, he's uh, have a, he started off with a, um, a Super Street, um, VH Commodore, and then yeah, like built his own um, built his own car in his shed by himself. So you know, that was pretty cool. You know, I used to go down there on weekends and help him as well. So and I think I was only 16, 15, 16, something like that then. So yeah, that was cool to be a part of. And yeah, just yeah, an altered came up, and yeah, I thought you know, stuff it. Mum, well, mum said she says you know before you get a race car. Go and buy yourself a house. So, yeah, <laughs> I sorted that one out quickly as well. <laughs> did you did you buy the house first, or did you uh, get the car first? Yeah, got the car first. Kept her happy, but you know they they come by like every single race meeting. Whether it's my, a race meeting or a three seaters, they're there. They've always been there. So, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool, really. So when you first managed to jump in a car and go down the track, yeah, what was the feeling like? Uh, well, uh, the first time I went down the track was in my like had a um, SS BYSS Commodore. It was bog stock. Um, you know, when you get to get to the line, you get to the line. You know, I've seen it a million times, but you get to the line, you like you're so intimidated. You know what? What you know? What are you doing? What are you doing is right. Everything like that. Um, so I had a couple of runs in that. That was like that went like thirteen nine or something like that. I don't even know what it went. That was yeah, so long ago now. Um, and then I built the altered, and that had a like nine hundred horsepower big block in it. And I think like the first full pass in that was a seven ninety. So. Um, yeah, and I remember. I clearly remember nothing from that run. So, <laughs> <laughs> got out the end and went, "Yep." And what happened then? Um, yeah, no, it's, it's that was. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty unreal, really. So, yeah, pretty unreal. The first competition run that you ever did. Yep. Was, was yep, that I won. Or, or... <laughs> How did you go on your first competition run? Officially? Yeah, like yeah, first comp run. Like you know, I think I think we made it through to the second round of the eliminations. So yeah, like you know, we did qualifying. You know, the car was it, it probably was a set. Well, I think there was a there was another car. Um, Michelle Osborne at the time was racing. No, Michelle Morrison now. Sorry, um, she was racing and she, she her car 
listen, I was hitting, she ran low sevens, like real low sevens in that. So she was miles ahead of everybody. Um, yeah, and I think we got, we were ended up running like 740s in the end. So yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Did you do any, like, we've, we've had some guests on that have told us some pretty crazy stories about their first time in competition, you know, from retired, you know, circuit races that retired from their cart race so they didn't get lapped. Um, another yeah. another kid went out and uh, pissed off all the officials at a racetrack and then uh, moved clubs. Um, so that was sort of like their, that was their sort of first, um, uh, you know, journey in motorsport. Anything like that happened in your first run, or were you just pretty just cruisy, just did everything what you needed and Yeah. Yeah, like you know, it was pretty cruisy. It was, was was cruisy, did everything it needed to. Um yeah, got beat second round. Um uh, yeah, I suppose, you know, I probably couldn't have asked for too much more, you know, really. So yeah, it was I suppose so long ago. It was so long ago, I suppose I was happy. <laughs> So, so after your sort of initial first few runs and that, when did you decide that it was time that you know you wanted to start going after records, or was that just something that happened naturally? Yeah, so uh, so we did. Have, I had that car for must I must have raced it for two years, I reckon. Yeah, must have raced it for two years. So twenty ten. Oh, you know, I must have raced it for a year actually. So I must have been what pretty pretty soon after. Um. Then I got hold of a guy in America. Um, well, that's when we started wanting to chase records. So got hold of a guy in America, um, Bob Rossi. And, yeah, had like a fantastic relationship with him. Um, there's probably not enough time to even talk about that. But anyway. <laughs> um, we can stay as long as you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, got, uh, you know, he you know, end up building this car um, in his garage in New Jersey. So had a whole brand new car shipped out from America, um, all custom built. We went over there and got sized up for it and got everything where we wanted it, like we were, you know, where it was comfortable for us. So, um, yeah, that was that was a like, really, really unique experience that I think don't think I'll ever be able to do again. Um, yeah, so that was that was good. Like that was that was 2011. So yeah, it would have been pretty like the, the only campaigning that car after a year. I think. So for those that don't know, Bob Rossi's 11-time US National Hot Rod Champion. So he's got a got a bit of um, experience and and. Uh, yeah, the the trophies to back him up. Yeah, was it was it hard to get in contact with someone like that, or was it just something that you just managed to to do? Yeah, no. So I put on I put on on one of the one of the comp forums. I put on a post saying, "Hey, you know, I'm in Australia. I want to build. I want to build an altered with a 500 cubic inch pro stock motor in it. You know, who's done it? And you know, just trying to find some information about it and he sent me a message. Hey, you know, you know, I've been doing this for like the last 20, I've been, I've been racing for 40 years. Um, yeah. He says, you know, I'm happy to help. And yeah, one thing led to another and yeah, it's, um, yeah, just, yeah. 
started building the car and it's just turned out absolutely turned out perfectly like yeah so your first record yeah which, which record was that was that the first of the australian uh, speed record for naturally aspirated or was that another record yeah so um so well when we so when we our first full pass in the eight like that that new car um, we went the we went six eighty five, and I think the Australian record was six eighty seven or something like that. So our first full pass, we went under the national record on its first pass, and yeah, like we've been as fast as six fifty eight at um, two hundred and two hundred and six mile an hour. Um, 205.9 mile now, whatever it is. I don't even know what it is anymore. Um, so that um, there's that that was the fastest naturally aspirated pass in Australia. Um, there's another guy um, from I think he's from the Northern Territory who's built a he's I think he's got he's does have like a um, a uh, mountain motor pro stock car so that's got i think it's like 800 cubic inches or 800 cubic inch engine in it um yeah in a in a pro stock car and i think he's gone like 620s or something like that or 630s or something like that and there's no way there's no way my little you know 483 cube engine is going to catch up with that <laughs> Have you got any plans to sort of try and catch up to that by doing something else, or you, you've you've done, you've had, you got your record, let someone else do whatever they want? Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, like I'm never, I've never, you know, because of you know how the car was built and you know, you know who built it, I'll never ever get rid of the car. Like that'll always stay with us. Um, I just uh, Brent seen it. It's 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 stuff on jacks and. <laughs> It hasn't it hasn't moved for the past God knows how long. So yeah, it, that doesn't really bother us. It can just sit there. But you know, we're we're moving on to other things now. So when you know, you know, I'm never going to do those other things forever. So I reckon when you know, when I get drained of doing that, that's definitely something that I'll definitely go back to. So one of the things you are doing at the moment, um, although not right at the moment, um, is the quarter mile drag experience here uh, in Western Australia at the Motorplex. Yep. Um, what what made you decide to get involved with that and you know bring it to Perth and um, I guess you know step away from that competition side to give other people a bit of an experience? Yeah. So. Um... Yeah, so like to start, well, to start with, like, you know, my, my wife, Kira, um, she, well, I met her down at the drags. So I suppose that's pretty, pretty lucky to have her understanding. Um, I was, was going <laughs> to ask you what one of your highlights of drag racing was, but I think you might have just answered that. Yeah, no, it's definitely the 588 for sure. That was, about, <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. Oh, we'll come back to that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah, it's magic. <laughs> but, you know, what got us into that? Um, you know, so, well, yeah, just 
like I can, you know, yeah, it's it's just so good. Like there's nothing, there's nothing like it. Like, you know, we get people come down there like street cars. They're like, oh mate, you know, this is gonna be cool. You know, I've got um, yeah, I've got, I've got a, you know, twelve second, twelve second Falcon at home. Blah blah blah. So, you know, which is cool. Don't get me wrong, love it. But it's not, it's not a thousand horsepower with like a 34 and a half inch sleek where you can just let go of the button at full noise and send it. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you hit, you know, we will release the trans brake. The cars, are, the car, we, we gear the cars up so we can have as much excitement on the start line as possible. So, yeah, it's, yeah, really throw people back in the seat. Like, you know, going fast is one thing, but... You know, the G-Force, the acceleration of the G-Force is just something else. And, yeah, just, you know, it's great to be able to share that. And, like, and you know, like, everybody that everybody that helps us, like the like McClure's, their whole family, they all help us down there. It's just everybody just gets a buzz of, you know, when people jump out of the cars, how excited and the thriller people, like the thriller people that are doing it, like, you know, some people might sit in the cars and go, oh, yeah, just going to do one lap, just do one lap. Three later, they jump out. Like, <laughs> yeah, some, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. It's, the... you know, COVID's totally shut us down at the moment and there's no, we don't know what's happening with the motorplex at the moment either. So that's, you know, uh, just is what it is. It's, yeah, this is what it is. So as soon as we can get back out, be back out there, we'll be back out there. Yep. So what sort of speeds does that car reach? Well, we've we've gone. The cars have gone seven eighty nine at two hundred and seventy, two hundred and seventy, two hundred and seventy five kilometers an hour. So yeah, that's that seven eighty seven point eight nine seconds over the four hundred meters. Was that with passengers? No. No, so with passengers, <laughs> they go right on eights, like, you know, but I'm sure put some light people in, I'm sure they'll nudge the sevens, like, yeah. yeah. But even, like, an eight-second car is ridiculous. Like, that is yeah. like, beyond stupid to be three up. Like, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah it it's is. bananas. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, that's, it's... Yeah, it is bananas. Like you know, I remember I remember going seven ninety my first pass, and like it was, yeah, I, I couldn't remember anything. Like it just happened. So I um, can only imagine, you know, when customers hop in our cars, what they feel. So you know, they've got onboard footage, which records them as well. Records them, you know, it's as a GPS speed recorder which isn't extremely accurate, but it's, you know, it's good enough to give them, tell them what they're doing. And it's got a G meter, a little G meter on there as well. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool little package, eh? So jumping back to your, um, your racing career. Yeah. Um, we did sort of just have a bit of a joke about your, your highlight of your, of your career. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, aside from meeting your wife yeah. at, the, at, the, at the track um, or the strip, um, what, what's been, what has been one of your highlight, one of your favourite moments? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose 
um, definitely, I've, yeah, definitely, of course, my wife, but meeting her. Um, I suppose my highlight racing would probably winning the Winter Nationals in Queensland, um, if that's something. Yeah, yeah. That was that was cool. Like we, in 2014, we went over to Sydney, raced in Sydney, um, top qualified and got to the semi-finals there, and then went to Queensland the meet like for the the meeting after. Um, yeah, and we got we yeah won that event. So that was probably the coolest thing that's really happened. Um, yeah, the Winter Nationals is the biggest event in Australia for drag racing. It's the Holy Grail. So by saying that, you know, our last season we ran ran the altered, which is, you know, two years ago, two years ago now, year ago now, whatever it is, yeah, two years ago. Um we won two national events here in Perth as well. So um yeah, it's you know, we've been pretty successful, I suppose, with that. Yeah. So we um we sort of don't like to dwell on the negative side of things, but we still like to sort of ask around, you know, in your, in your racing career, yeah, what would be one of the sort of lower points in that career. Um, you haven't gone too well. Yeah. So we've from when, from when we got back from Queensland, like the car was an absolute missile. And ever since then, <laughs> it just hasn't gone right. Like we've tried, gone back to basics and just, it hasn't, you know, it just hasn't gone, yeah, it just hasn't performed like it used to. So, don't know, I and can't even answer why. But, um, yeah, something, yeah, don't know. But, not you know, not we, performing is just, is just scariest thing. You've had some pretty pretty rad near misses in it as well like you've had a yeah uh was it yeah. 28 2017 you had like it to me the video is wild it's scary as i don't yeah yeah i think it was yeah 20 2017 we slapped the wall um yeah so that was that was yeah that was a, a probably a problem that we could have quite easily avoided but um yeah it's um a little bit of water under the tires, but you know, that happens. And, you know, as drivers, we have to accept, you know, we accept everything that's done to the cars prior. So it's, you know, it's nobody's but our fault really. So yeah, um, that, um, yeah, did, did slap the wall, the altered. There's no damage and we actually got the car, you know, I had a spare set of, like bent, bent a set of wheelie bars, um, bent a front wheel, um, but yeah, had the car checked out down at the track and everything was perfect. Went home, grabbed a new set of wheelie bars, um, raided some the wheels off the drag, off three seaters to get it going. <laughs> um, yeah, and got back out there that day. That's probably, probably the darkest day, probably our darkest day, but um, yeah. It sounds like there's no question about going racing again after hitting the wall. Just like, yeah, got to get it yeah. done and get back out there. Yeah, that's it. Like we, you know, we knew we knew what we we knew what went wrong. So, um, yeah, simple mistake. Um, yeah, yeah, radiator cap was off. 
did, I did read I did read about the radiator cap being off. Yeah. It was on the yep. tires, so, yep. so. Yeah, it was it was on it was on but it wasn't locked down properly. So you know, three G's, three and a half G's of acceleration, just water water finds its own way and yeah, but you know, that's it's that's you know, but I don't run a radiator anymore, so <laughs> Yeah, it won't happen again. It's <laughs> hmm. so it's been amazing. Let's say, yeah, most of the drivers we've spoken to that have had uh, accidents, you know, whether it be, you know, you know rolling their cars, catching on fire, um, you know, we've had all sorts so far. And it just seems like you guys just have this mentality of, you know, screw it, back in the car, back into some sort of motorsport as soon yeah. as possible. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think everybody's totally reasonable about it as well. Like, you know, we had lots and lots of people, like chassis builders, come and check the car. Had everybody come and check the car. Like, you know, there's not a lot to the car, so it's quite easily to, you know, quickly run some measurements. You know, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a bad slap. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a bad slap. So, um, you know, bend some parts, cosmetic, um, and we're back out there. So, yeah, I, mean, I think, yeah, you know, that's what I'm like. I want to Brent, like, you know, you know, about like safety stuff. And it's like, you know, we make sure, like, you know, what is, what, is there anything better than this? No, nah, you got the back. Okay, that's the best. Oh, what about this? No, nah, that's the best. All right. Well, I suppose we're pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's still that. Though these, you know, you. That's I guess we. I think that's one of the things that we like the most about, like proper competitors. You know, like this weekend warriors, but proper competitors. Like, I, I think it was a bit more than just a slap. You know, some of the photos, the thing nearly went over. Like it was. Yeah. It was on pretty bad. Yeah. But I think yeah. you just got to get back out there and send it again. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, it probably would have haunt you if you didn't get straight back on the on the horse sort of deal. Yeah. But the, the proper competitors, the proper people that are dead serious about their craft um just they take the safety gear seriously what is the best i can get what you know they, they don't yeah. compromise it's never a i want the the cheapest it's it's all about what is the best i can get and this is the time frame yeah and i think that's the, that's what i enjoy the most about dealing with proper professionals yeah um and it and it's you can tell straight away you know who's dead serious and who's not and it's yeah yeah, yeah, and there's yeah, there's no, there shouldn't be any compromise on safety because you, you know you, you only get one crack. Yeah, and these things are like all your all your cars are completely mental. So is yeah. the new car a secret? Um, no, it's not a secret. No, well, I, I suppose photos are a bit of a secret, but um, yeah. yeah, we haven't haven't launched it yet. But yeah, no, we're definitely yeah, we got a we got a top fuel car in the shed, and yeah, definitely going to go give that a crack shortly as well. Yeah. So we just I just got a top fuel car in the shed. So <laughs> <laughs> there's a handful of them in the country and they're the most ridiculous race cars on the planet. Like yeah. full stop. Yeah, they are. There's, there's undeniably there's I, I, suppose, I suppose there's, you know, probably only one one extra comparison is probably Formula One. <laughs> but they're two totally different cars. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's yeah, it's mental. <laughs> and I sometimes wonder what I got myself into. <laughs> yeah, I think I said that about 20 times when I saw it for the first time. I think I said, you're mental. Mm. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, no, be good, be good fun. <laughs> Brent, Brent hasn't shut up about the car, so he just keeps going. Oh, you got to check this car. You got to check this car. I'm like, yeah, cool, cool. Like, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mental. It is next level stupid. So you met your wife at the track. Yeah. Am I going to get shot for calling it a track? I'm saying track. <laughs> Should I be saying the strip? Yeah, well, you said, we said you met at the strip the other day, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is where I met her. Come on. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so you met, met your wife at the strip. We'll say at the strip. Yeah. Yep. And um, has that been an advantage or a disadvantage, do you reckon, like with, with the nerves and that side of things? You know, is she a nervous spectator when you head out or...? Yeah, or yeah. crewmate, I should say. So, or is she? Yeah, pretty, pretty chilled. Nah, yeah, she's nervous. She doesn't. She does. She doesn't let me show it, which is good. Um, but you know, you see the photos. She's always in someone's arm or looking away. <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose, like, you know, like we, the altered, the altered's psycho. It's got a mind of its own. It weighs. Um. How much does it weigh? Seven, it weighs sixteen hundred and fifty pounds. Um, that's seven hundred and I don't know what it is, seven hundred and fifty kilos or something like that. And it's got fourteen hundred horsepower. And yeah, that make that makes her nervous. It's got it, that that thing does have a mind of its own. And it's little. Yeah, it's yeah, it's small. Like yeah, hundred and twenty-five inch wheelbase. Um, you know, she she's more comfortable. Like when I had the funny car. So I had an I had a nostalgia nitro funny car. Um, I think she was a lot more comfortable with me running that um, than the altered. So, um, and that's got you know that's got a three thousand horsepower bomb strapped in front of it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Like how drag races are so blase. Yeah, it's just like yeah. <laughs> yeah, just sitting inside this fiberglass. Car- carcass with 3,000 horsepower of nitro in front of me. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, a, you know, just a car. It's just cruisy ass. That, that was my justification for the fuel car. I said to her, I said, you know, babe, the engine's at the back. If it blows up, it's all going behind me. It's not in my face. All right. <laughs> yep. That, yeah, that's true. Yep. <laughs> so. Can't, can't argue with that logic. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, like it's better than better than it sitting. Yeah, it's all the same stuff sitting in front of you, and it can go just as wrong. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, nah, she's she's a good supporter of it. That's for sure. Definitely, well, obviously, definitely. Well, and she's like I've I've met Kira a couple of times now, and she's yep. um she's pretty much one of the she's probably one of the better people to have around at the drag strip. Like she's more of a drag racing nut than probably two thirds of the punters at the track. Like she, yeah. she knows drag racing inside out. I think she grew up around it as well from talking to her and yeah. yeah, yeah, she's mad into it, which is, you know, a bit of a price. It's not like she's really new to it. And, you know, so she's well across the, the, uh, the risks involved, but um, understands and gets the sport. So there's, there's a massive advantage having that on your side. Yeah, massive. Diff- ma- yeah, that, I suppose that's a disadvantage as well. When I don't want a new set of wheels. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need them. <laughs> yeah. 
can't hide the receipts when you spend money with Brent either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's safety. It's all good. Yeah, no, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, wheels, wheels come under safety, don't they? Yeah, exactly. You have to replace them every year. They wear out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh dear. Um. All right, I'm going to hand you over to Brent. Um, and say good luck with uh, dealing with Brent. Yeah. <laughs> At least you know him, so you know it's it's uh, yeah not so bad as sort of introducing some of the some of our eastern states guests to him and going, yeah look Brent's up next. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Um, yes. Strap yourselves in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'll be back to have a little bit of a chat after you guys have uh, after he's had a few nerdy questions with you. Yep, sweet as. Nah, cool. I'll I'll go I'll go pretty easy on you. I have asked around for a few questions you know, from your fans, um, you'll probably know who they are as soon as I ask the questions, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> at, at least, at least the new car is not a secret. Um, yeah. so we can talk about that. Um, so the new cars are top fueler. I've been lucky enough to see it in person. I've yeah. seen them on TV before, but seeing one in person spun me out like more than like, I know I was pretty flabbergasted when I saw it, but it, it blew me away. Like I had no, like your shit is huge. When you keep your, your two, three seaters in your altered in there, you've got a big workshop and then you've got spare donks and it's, you've got a beautiful workshop there. And the, the top fuel that takes up almost half of it, it's that big. Like, so That's not there's good. a lot of people that listen to this that are just <laughs> uh, circuit guys and just don't, can't comprehend that much horsepower, that bigger car, like it is massive. Yeah. Um, so how long is it? What size wheel is on it? And how much horsepower has it got? So the, the wheelbase is 300 inches. Um, I think it's, so it's just over nine meters long. Um, what wheels on it? So it got 16 by 16 bead locks with 36 inch, 36 inch tall, 36 inch by 17 inch wide slicks. And it's got about ten thousand horsepower. It's just bananas. So it's the size of a of a large truck with bigger wheels than a large truck, and more horsepower than a space rocket. Yeah, pretty much, and faster than a space rocket. And faster than a space rocket, and you're just going to sit in it. The yeah. fuel system blew me away. Like the fuel lines are like, it's just retarded. How much fuel does it use for a pass? And about eighty liters of fuel. And 80 litres of nitro. 80 litres of nitro for a four-second-ish pass. Yeah. 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 And that, so, that's, not in, that's not including warming it up in the pits. Yeah. And do you have to get a letter from Greenpeace every time you start it up? <laughs> you haven't crossed that bridge yet. <laughs> <laughs> that is it's just bananas. So I, I don't know a great deal about top fuel. How did top fuel start? When did it start? Like how, how old is it as a sport? And um, how many are racing in Australia at the moment? Yeah, so there's, I think Top Fuel started back in the 60s. Like they've been burning nitro in dragsters forever. So, yeah, Top Fuel would have been six, easily the 60s, could be the 50s. I don't, can't, I don't know the proper answer for that question. Um, you know, it's been here you know, in Australia for probably just as long. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, how many races in Australia? There's, there's, 
I don't even know, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 10, 10, I suppose, 10, 12. Yeah, the main draw card. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's huge in the States. I think everyone's seen some of the videos that pull up on YouTube every now and again of these humongous airport hangar size workshops with semis and, and top fuel teams run out of them. Yeah. And then the drag strips getting to see that many cars running side by side. Have you been over and, and caught them over there and seen the, the craziness at the real big events? Yeah. Yeah. Back in 2011, um, when I, well, when that's when I was doing my altered went over there. Um, yeah, went over from like the English town meeting in New Jersey and that was, yeah, just mental. It was just mental. Um, they do it. Yeah. They do it really well. Just like they do everything. (laughs) So I I think, you know, we do it like, you know, saying that, you know, on a small scale, you know, we do it extremely well as well here in Australia. Oh, man. All, all the, the top fuel teams over here, like Lamartinas and Zebras, when they come to Perth um, last, yeah, the last, yeah, March, in March, you know, they had absolutely awesome side-by-side passes, every single one of them. So, um, yeah, they're, yeah, they're well, they're, you know, they're, 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 they are world-class, world-class cars for sure. Yeah, I suppose if if anyone hasn't been to the motorplex, um, you really when there's a big event on, like the top fuelers or nitro funny cars are in town, and there's a big big event on like that, you need to go because that place is packed out. It's just so cool to see such an amazing facility yeah. packed, um, fence to fence the whole way down, like it's it is really cool. I think Perth, um, the motorplex doesn't get a good enough rap for how good the facility is when there's big events on. Oh, exactly. More people through the gate than the supercar around here, like at yeah. Barb's. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we, like we're, we're raced in Sydney and Brisbane, like the winter nationals. Yeah. That's, that's a monster crowd, but like, you know, consecutively Perth gets amazing crowds all the time. Um, they do a tremendous, tremendous job. And the facility, it's the best facility in Australia, right? Like, no, I don't think too many people can argue that at all. Yeah, absolutely. No, it is I'd, I'd fantastic. Argue with it cause and if they can, know. they haven't travelled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we need to um, yeah do get we need to get Shane down there. Get Shane Shane hasn't the luck to chance. Yeah. To get there. Yeah. yeah. Mainly because they don't want to let me in for some reason. So, who knows what's going on there? Not so trying to jump the fence. Too. <laughs> no, we're smuggy on the truck. Yeah. Um, so, you you um you recently married Kira, who's extremely beautiful, and um you know you, you're pretty lucky there. Yeah. How are you managing to balance rebuilding your new car to get it, you know, to your standard? Like it's, you know, you guys have a pretty high level of prep. Yeah. Um, running a pretty successful business. Um, having all the staff and all that stuff and keeping a, a married wife happy. How are you, how are you balancing all that sort of stuff? Um, you know, well, there's 30 hours a night, you know, 20 hour, 20 days a week. So there's plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's, um, it's tough. Eh? Like we just, yeah, we just, we talk, we plan. You know, we say we're going to do this, this, this day. We're going to do that, that day. It's, yeah, yeah. it's not too bad. Like, you know, it's not too bad. 
No, that's pretty cool. That's something I always like to try and talk about because people don't realize, like, if you've got a, if you're into hot rods and you got your cool weekend cruiser, yeah, it has got nothing on trying to be competitive. The amount yep. of time, like, you're always trying to chase something up, hoping someone doesn't let you down with parts, driving yeah. somewhere to pick something up, waiting on something to turn up. Like, there's always just a series of events, and it never ends. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I've got a massive list. You know, I just go, just go down the shed and I go, right, and that, 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 and that, done. And then during the week, I'll go and sort all those things. And then, you know, like, I'll go, I suppose, you know, when I get home from work, I'll go down the shed, have a tiny little tinker, like, you know, just get, like, one tiny little thing done or have a look at one thing and go, ah, I need to do that. I can go and sort that out, go and, you know, go and sort, you know, get that modified, get that fixed up, um, you know, just so it's not left till, you know, till, you know, the day before race day and, yeah, yeah you know, shamozzle, I suppose. So. so speaking of the day before race day, someone's dobbed you in and wants to know an explanation about the time you forgot your boots on race day. Yeah. Yeah, it's Kira's fault. She washed them. <laughs> nah, I don't know. Yeah, I remember that. That was, I think that was, that's probably, yeah, it's probably good luck that day. I think, I think we actually won that national event. Cool. Wash them more often, Kira. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, so that same person also mentioned that uh, the reason you got a top fueler is because you want to be a pilot, or is there more to that story? Yeah, no, 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 that's definitely the case. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to be a pilot. Um, yeah, I don't know, you know, after, cheap, after racing, that's something I'd love to do. Yeah? Yeah. I'd, you know, just, just, uh, I don't know, this stupid You've got a big enough shed to put a little plane in, like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that would be good fun. So have you done any lessons yet, or are you... No, 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 no lessons yet, so... Oh. Keep that in the skyrocket for uh, birthday present ideas, Kira. Yeah, I know. No, she's already done that one. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, for my thirtieth, she got me some. It's either either a lesson lessons to go and do a um yeah lesson a couple of lessons to go and for your pilot's license or going to a in the Hunter Valley, you know that jet experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. So, but yeah. Oh, awesome! I haven't, I haven't quite got around to it yet. Oh, that's that's pretty sweet. Um, so the, Sorry, the three Brent. seaters, um, Brent, 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 Brent. Yes, sir. Sorry, mate. Just jumping in, <laughs> um, flying a plane. I've actually flown planes before. They are awesome. Like yep. just biggest thing is just don't try and crashing a plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, um, loose hands on the controls, just, you know, if the plane wants to go a little bit to the left, let it go a little bit to the left. You know, like there, there's something you don't want to wrestle with, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, see guys, you know, with the, when they're on the cars, you know, they're gripping the steering wheel tight and wrestling yeah. with them. Completely the opposite for a plane. Yeah. Just jams a little turns. Beautiful. But yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that, that's my little tidbit about flying planes. Um, yeah. Too expensive, never got my pilot's license, but. Yeah, yeah. It's probably something I probably won't do either, but. It's, oh, I um, know. I can imagine Kyle being behind the Red Bull Air Race coming back and seeing yeah. up there in a plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, flying a plane is really, really cool. Like, it's a really, 
I actually think I might go fly a plane when the weather gets better. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's so nice being up there. Um, mm. And, you know, when you first start out, obviously, with the you know, instructors, it's only two of you in this tiny little cockpit. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing else around. And all you see is, you know, just horizon, sound of the engine, and that's it. So, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Freedom. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Brent. Back to no, you. no, that's all right. <laughs> um, so, the three-seaters, yeah. we are um, extremely lucky to have uh, the quarter-mile drag race experience here in WA. There's six of these in the world. Is it six? Yeah, right? yeah, six yeah, in the six. world. So we got we got two here in Perth. Um, there's two two in Dubai and there's two in Vegas. Yeah. So, so we're pretty lucky. It's another thing. Like this is what I would try to. We, people like you get so you know sort of blase. Oh, it's just a you know eight second drag car with three people in it. It's, you know, got a thousand horsepower and it's rad. It's mental. Yeah, okay. there's six in the world. There's yeah. not too many places yeah. that we yeah. can do this sort of stuff. We can yeah, do it right here. Only two in the southern hemisphere. Now you know they are they are actually amazing. Like the engines are on kill every lap. Um, they're not they're not back down at all. If they could go faster, for me, I would make them go faster. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that that's pretty cool. It is like an unreal experience. And, and that's probably like one of the biggest things that people miss as well. Like we try to make it an experience. It's not like another hot lap. You don't just get there, jump in the car. Oh, that was cool. Go home. Like, you know, we take people there, we take them out on the start line, you know, explain to them as much as we can what they're going to experience and like, you know, try and prep them for what they're going to experience. And, you know, we, we say to them at the end, like, you know, people are going to ask you, um, oh, how was it? You know, what was it like? How was it? Was it good? What was it like? And, and you're not going to be able to, you know, if you did it, do, do it once, you're not going to be able to explain it to them because your brain just doesn't process it that fast. Like, you have to yeah. do it. You have to do it twice for it to slow down the second time so you can, like, yeah. Yeah, totally just understand it and comprehend what's going on. Now, I really recommend anyone that hasn't checked them out to have a look because like, we're just so lucky to have this sort of stuff in WA and people just forget or don't get forget. They just get take everything for granted. I think that this stuff is nutty. Like it's not, yeah. it's not just yeah. your average thing. Like it's not, this is nah, beyond it's normal. Weird. That's yeah, to have. It is mental. Yeah, yeah. And, we, you know, we privately hired the track ourselves. So there's nobody There's nobody down there um, besides us. So it's, yeah, it's, you know, their, their family can come down, sit in the stands, watch them. Um, it's, yeah, we, you know, it's, you know, it's a, and, and, and at the end of the day, it's, a, you know, it's a small business. It's a small family-run business and, me and Kira pour our bloody heart and soul into making this thing work. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's it is very, very cool. Oh man, that they've been, they're so well turned out. They're beautiful as cars yeah. and you get to use them at the best facility in the, you know, in the Southern Hemisphere. It's incredible. Yeah. That's um, true. So speaking of, you know, Kira and yourself, you pour your heart and soul into it. You've got a pretty wicked crew. Like, um, been lucky enough to meet your crew and, and you know some of your the wider family that help you out. Yeah. Um, you know, so they you don't get good people like that behind you unless you 
successful and, and committed and, and have that same sort of passion. So do you want to tell us yep. a bit about your crew and, and say thanks to them? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, like, well, my, I suppose, you know, mum and dad, mum and dad definitely, um, they're, been there, they're there all the time. So, um, yeah, massive thanks to them. Um, the whole McClure family, um, at, we get we get Alan to drive out of the car. I don't think we could have a, a better second driver than him. Um, yeah, they, they just, you know, they're drag racing diehards. They love it as well. So, you know, the energy that they put into it, you know, it keeps the, the customers love. They're, they're, you know, they're not just there to throw people in it, get people out. You know, they want it. They, you know, they want to see people love drag racing as well. And and that thing, that's what makes, you know, the whole experience so, you know, mm. so good because, you know, there's a lot of enthusiasm, you know, people, you know, it's every, everybody loves what they're doing down there. So, yeah, it's good. And then, then you know, the rest of my my, my uncles, um, you know, they crew for us as well, help us down the drags, do everything for us as well. Um and um, some like other other crew as well, um, yeah. Like um, Nick, um, who I used to crew for his dad. You know, God knows how many years ago. Like that's when that's the person that I was talking about, he started. Like was building his car in his shed. Um, yeah, his father. Um, like that's his son. So it's great to have him on board now. Um, yeah, and then you know now I've got a whole another bunch of crew for the like fuel car as well. So, um, yeah, it's yeah without without it without the support from everybody, it's um yeah it wouldn't happen at all. Yeah, and I think I think you hit the nail on the head. Like it's not just people there to put people in and out of car and go through the process of running the business. You actually did keen on drag racing, on the sport of racing, and getting people to get a little snippet of of how rad it is. Or how yeah. wild it is. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, it's not just you're running it as a business. You're like a dead set champion in the sport. Like, um, we mentioned this. We had uh, one of the drifters on a little while ago, um, who, as a junior dragster, has got a. What do you have? A silver tree, I think, Shane. Yeah. So we talked about that for a bit because, uh, like, getting a tree, an NHRA tree, as a as a trophy, is a pretty important thing. Uh, you've yeah. got a couple. And you've got a golden tree, I believe. Yeah, I got. Then we got two gold ones. Yeah, two gold, one silver. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Like you know, they're hard to get. So. Um, yeah, people spend their whole lives trying to. You know, yeah. Get, get to that point. So. Yeah. Exactly. That's, yeah. That's that's pretty special. Um, another question I got, and this one's actually come from me myself, because I've. Finally, just tweaked to an anomaly of the whole you and your extended family. So you got Kyle, Kara, Chris, and Karis. Yep. All K's. Yeah. All Mad Motorsport. Is there something to do with the letter K? That's yeah. Their, just, son, their son Kyson as well. Yeah, and Kyson. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So when you guys have have kids, will there be a K coming along that way as well? Is it? Well, I like practicing for now. Yeah. <laughs> um, this makes, we, have, we haven't got time for that. We've got race cars to build. <laughs> <laughs> so you can probably guess where this question's coming from. Is the best thing about drag racing turning left onto the return road? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's, 
I mean, yeah, Chris but, only knows how to turn left. I get it. Yeah, they, you know? they don't go fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> Speedway guys, they're a little bit scared of speed. Oh, turn, turn. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they wouldn't dream of going 500 k's in their cars. <laughs> oh, man. Chris has almost gone 500 k's upside down. I don't know how he pilots the thing. He's, he's as mental as you. Because yeah, he's nuts. yeah. He's so, nah. it's just so like, yeah, just get in and go. Yeah. Um, it gets us how game face on. Like, I assume you know anyone else at that level, but yeah. Uh, no, it's 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 it is totally different, Mike. It is totally different, Mike. You know, swing, oh, yeah. like swinging a speedway sprint car, you know, so close to the wall that they do. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but do you have? Yeah. Then it's totally yeah. different. They think they think we just drive in a straight line. But like, ah, oh, man, I wish we just drove in a straight line. <laughs> yeah, and I, I always say this about any well, even the you know the young kids yeah. in the XL Cup cars, you know, they're relatively easy to drive, but they're not easy to drive fast. But if if motorsport was easy, yeah, if it was that easy, every bastard would be doing it. Oh, yeah, would, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. There wouldn't be so many boats sold. There wouldn't be so many people playing golf or bowls or just buying a box of beer and watching footy. If yep. it was that easy a sport, because it takes so much dedication to be competitive, let alone to be a champion. So, yeah. 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 You'd be doing podcasts. Yeah, you'd be doing podcasts like us washed up cronies. I should say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty, like, yeah, motor racing, it's a drug, eh? Like, yeah. It's a really, really bad drug. <laughs> yeah, it's the only thing. The only bad thing about motorsport is that it's legal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, it's, oh, but I don't know. Like, if we weren't doing that, you know, I could easily, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, I could easily be fishing. Yeah. You have a couple um, of planes. Yeah, and a couple yeah. of planes, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any weird superstitions? So, last question from me, and this is one we, we sort of asked. Do you have any weird superstitions before you stage or before you get in the car or uh, we've had a couple of crackers so far and there seems to be a few similarities between genres yeah yeah no you know i suppose i don't have any superstitions at all really like you know i I did i do the same routine like you know i'll jump in the car from the left hand side up and in um i suppose i get in there but now thinking about i'll probably get in the car on the left hand side all the time so um yeah, yeah, um, that's about it, really. Like, it's I don't really. Yeah, is there a right? Is there? A... We do it so much. We do it so much. We get we really get used to, um, yeah, getting really used. To, you know what's what's going on. Like, you know, when I did when I did slap the wall, um, like everything happened in slow motion. Like you just knew. Oh, Big and like, yeah, you just knew what was coming. It wasn't like it was like a blur of like, you know, it, it happened like that, but everything just slowed down. And and that's like things now, like with the three-seaters, like, you know, driving down the track, driving down the track, driving down the track, like, hmm, didn't shift. Look at the taco. Oh, yeah. No, it's, just, you know, it's about to shift. It hasn't shifted. Shift it. Like... <laughs> Yeah, you know, it becomes, yeah, really like there's a second nature, and I suppose, I suppose that's what makes us good. I suppose. 
yeah, it's got to there's got to be proceduralized almost because you've got to yeah. to be that consistent, yeah, and prepared. If you don't, you know, if you're a bit out of whack, then you, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like especially like when we used to have like the manual in the car, like had had a had a shift light, um, on like right where the carbies were, and you know if you didn't catch the shift, that thing would just rev to the moon. So, um. And it used to be dynamite at that thing, like, you know, lights come on, bang, grab another gear. And then, you know, pull a gear, then reach back, grab another one, grab another one. So it's, yeah, that, that was really, really good fun. Um, now I've got an auto in that car now, so that's boring. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> boring just running off that quick. Yeah. 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 No, I'll give you give you back to Shane, but yeah, I've like I said, I, I'm completely blown away by the level of the gear and and just how yeah. cruisy you are and how prepared you are with it all. Like that's, um, yeah, that's I mean, a I bit of a testament. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Appreciate that. That's that's cool. No, it's yeah. Like anyone has has not seen these things live has to see them. Like whether you're a circuit guy, a dirt track guy, a rally guy, or whatever, it's it's um when you're seeing the stuff at that higher level, you, you still have an appreciation for it, and it's it's absolutely bananas. Even, yeah. yeah, just seeing the altered next to the three seaters that you know getting dwarfed by them, and then seeing the top fueler dwarfing the the three seaters, like it's just these things are bananas. They're absolute nuts. Yeah. Mm, that is. Yeah. It's, it's cool. <laughs> all right so last couple of questions um i guess um in a in a drag car you can't really have a a, a co-driver sitting next to you um to you know or, or do you know endurance or anything like that um yep. but if you could have someone you know from any any discipline whatsoever of motorsport uh as a teammate to assist you to help you or whatever who would you want? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my first, my first thought was was probably Bob, probably Bob, who who helped us build um, my my altered. Um, he he's he he passed two years ago now. Um, but yeah, I definitely you know he'd be there and he rides with us like i've got a i've got a picture of me and he like him strapped in there as well so yeah yeah definitely him yep okay and um now i see you keep looking off screen and i'm guessing your lovely wife is just off screen yeah and uh giving you a few answers and stuff um yeah she got anything that you know little kyleisms that she wants to tell us about before we before we finish Sometimes you're too laid back. Yeah, sometimes I'm too laid back. <laughs> <laughs> Should be right. <laughs> yeah, I suppose sometimes sometimes you do get too laid back. Yeah. And it stresses out. And, and it stresses her out the most, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is true. Like I probably am too laid back sometimes, but is that a trait in drag races? Do you think? Like, I don't, I don't have a lot of friends in the drag races, but the one I'm trying to think, of the ones I do have. You don't have a lot of friends, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> growing, growing up in New Zealand, like I went to school with the Tynans. They were a big uh, yep. door slammer family. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. 
Yep. But they were all the same. Like Bob was just a cruisy dude. I don't yeah. Think he actually got up to too much. Like no. Yeah, no. It's I suppose they all are. Like they very much should be right. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's you know everybody. Most people are you know I think most people, most people down there are you know really properly re- prepared. So. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Just you know. Uh, you know the, the take I look at it now is especially if I'm racing, yeah. The racetrack will be there. The racetrack will be there in time. There next weekend. There's no point going out beating your shit up, going home with a wrecked car. It doesn't work. You know, there's so many times that we've gone on the racetrack and we've gone. Something's happened with you know an engine problem or something like that or a gearbox problem. Oh well, put it on the trailer. Like you know, it's still in one piece. We go and fix it and, you know, get away with a, you know, a, a tiny repair and, yeah. Do you think a bit of that comes with the, exp- you know, obviously you've been doing it for so long and you've been around it for so long. Is a lot of that just the experience? Because there's so much money and, and not just the money, the time that goes into getting a car to the track. doesn't matter whether it's a, you know, street type car to, you know, these wild machines are yours. Do you think it's just that experience of... You know, the first time you do it or the first couple of times, it's pretty heartbreaking. But once you get into that competitive mode and you're like, yep, don't want to bust up my shit, get ready. Next race meeting's a month away. Get yep. ready for that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's... Mindset yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, mindset definitely changes, I think, you know. You know, and especially if you got if we, if we had spares of things, like spare, you know, we'd definitely be throwing spares at it. But, you know, the altered, we've kind of got what we've got. Everything's like, you know, full custom on that. Like everything's like fully custom on that. So there's no way I'm going to have, you know, there's no way I'm going to have a spare engine for that. There's no way I'm going to have a gearbox or converter or anything for that. It's just what I've got. What I got, you know, I've got a, I've got a couple of spare, you know, bits and pieces, engine pieces, you know. But you know, if you've done that, something else has gone wrong. Go home, work out why it did it. And, you know, before you wreck more shit. It's a pretty good, pretty good way. We need to roll that out a bit more. Just yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the thing. Like you know, and, you know, we got you know pretty competitive with it. You know, you, you know, quite a few years ago. But now we've just kicked the back bog. You know, just we just we just want to you know just go down there to have fun, and that's what it's all about, eh? Like going fast, racing your mates. Yeah. Come back in one piece. Try and do as minimal work as you can between the rounds for next time, and do it again. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's cool. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think that brings us to the end of uh, tonight's episode. Yeah. Um. Thank you very much for joining us, and you know, like we, I've never, never chatted with you before. Um. Yeah. So it's been cool to hear these stories and to learn more about you. Um, yeah, just to hear Brent crapping on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like it's. I mean, I fanboy on on so much stuff. I just get so turned on by motorsport, the competitive side of motorsport. Anyone that's just doing that extra bit, just to be the best that they can be. It's people just don't. I don't. Anyone I can tell or explain to to try and get them that bit, you know, emotional or turned on by how cool competitive racing is not just having a cool street car and going to cars and coffee and then maybe going to a track day or, you know, 
that that's all cool. But when you're getting into it, where you're trying to make every round to, to make a championship, to string it all together and all the, the journey and the series of events and all the stuff you've got to cook to get it all to work. Um, that's what I like. And yeah, yeah like I just, if yeah. everyone could get that, figure that out. Yeah. It, man, rugby wouldn't have a chance. Everyone would be yeah. racing and motorsport would be rad. Yeah. 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 No, it's, that's dead right. Eh? It's, it's it's a one big big team effort that's for sure and that's yeah yeah it's, it's hard work but it's oh, worth man. it and I can't yeah. wait to get my new suit yeah well I've have <laughs> I have I got something I got two show and towels for tonight this is this is one that's fresh off fresh off the email from about three forty five today um how do I how do I open that I don't even know how to open that I'm trying to, I'm looking at my phone like I know what I'm doing. Um, so while this is loading, so just any, anyone that does watch this and see or listen to the podcast, here's, here's, a, here's a show and tell. Kyle gave me this one of the first times I met him. It's a valve it's out of... back towards you so that uh, people can see it properly. I don't know. Does that work? It's as big as my head. It's a valve out of one of Kyle's engines. I'm not sure which engine it is. Yeah, um, out of the the size From the Altered, so from the 450 cubic inch engine. Yep, 480, yep, 500, yep. Yep. So for people that may and may be able to sort of comprehend the size of it, the area of the one valve is probably the size of the four valves out of an RV chamber, for the people that know that, or an SR chamber. It weighs nothing compared to the size. And this wasn't good enough to go back in. No. And it looks like it better than what I put in you. So it's incredible. Just cool. But um, I don't know if this is going to come up, but. Killer. Yeah, just. Nope. Oh, oh, we're going black. It's not, not, it's gone black. But anyway, I'll send that to you. So Kyle is currently in a P1 suit. Um, P, for the top fueler, um, the, the suits that they have to wear is pretty much a flap jacket. There's only a couple of manufacturers on the earth that are allowed to make them. Um, so the next best thing to P1 is Stan 21, which is a French um, FIA certified manufacturer, but they also do a handful of top fuel stuff. There is this one of their specialties. Um, so pretty much the best you can buy. Um, and yeah, we're getting Kyle into one of them, very similar design to his P1. So it looks the same as what he wears in the altered and then the three seaters, but pretty much it's, uh, if you're going to Afghanistan and standing on top of a tank, you'd wear the same sort of suit. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's bonkers. Like, <laughs> Yeah, this is mad. Um, and it's been impossible to get um, confirmation of timeline on the suit because each suit, um, the manufacturer has to be certified by the SFI and as well as that, they have to be submitted um, quite regularly because it's such a dangerous sport by the person that manufactures it. So um, that's what's taken so long. The SFI offices in the States have been shut down, Stand 21 haven't been able to confirm that they're able to produce for the season backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. And it's been doing my bloody head in because um, I don't want to let coal down And their timeline. When we first talked about getting a suit, we had heaps of time. Now we don't have heaps of time. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just bonkers, but yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. It'll be worth it. I can't wait. Yeah. It's yeah. Absolutely nuts, man. I can't, can't wait either. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, well, thank you very much for joining us. 
Um, good luck. Uh, hopefully, you know, track will be open again soon. And, yeah. uh, you know, you guys will be back on there with the uh, with drag experience. And then uh, hopefully then we'll all eventually be able to see this, uh, this monster that Brent keeps telling us all about. Um, yeah. Out on track. And, uh, yeah, so good luck with everything. Um, again, thank you for joining us. And, um, yeah, hopefully we'll see you on track soon. Yep, no, no, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. It's yeah, been great talking. Love it. Beautiful. Thank Go you very much, moment. dude. Cheers. Yeah, cheers, Brent. Cheers. Yeah. So, um, that was a pretty cool chat. Yeah, like I said, I mean, wanted to get Kyle on for ages because he's such a cool dude. Um, Kara's wife, she's, she's lovely. Um, you know, Dean... The, the whole crew, Al, they're just Chris, they're just such cool people. They're so understated. And I think that's what I like the most about them because they're just, they're not all showy. They don't pretend to be the coolest things out, but they're probably one of the yeah most consistent, best races out, you know, most prepped that just really, that's what I like. You know, I can't bang on enough about it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Well, um, well, episode 16 is done and dusted. Uh, we've ticked over the 400 mark on uh, followers of this podcast, which is fantastic. Um, and just, yeah, every few minutes I'm getting a new notification that uh, someone's having a listen. So, um, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, next few weeks we've got some cracking guests lined up. Not going to say who they are just yet. Um, so I'm pretty excited. Don't know what order they're going to be on. Um, if we're no, going no, I... from junior to senior or senior to junior. Um, no, give, I will no say giveaways that our at all. Next, next uh, West Australian guest has actually already been on the show. Ooh, technically has been on the show. Oh, I know. I, I've got. I know who this might be. Yeah, so uh, so he will be joining us uh, on our next West Australian episode, which is in two weeks. Oh, um, is he going to be talking about a certain cool event that's coming up later in the year? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Mm. I think I know who it is now. I think. Maybe I could be completely wrong. You won't it could know. He could be. He may not. Um, but, yeah, so he'll be joining us uh, in a couple of weeks. I think he might even... Uh, come to the studio for this one. So that might be pretty cool. Oh, um, let's, yep. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, just got to make sure we can get that to work properly uh, without all the lovely difficulties we had when Brad Jones was on. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, check us out. YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. All your um, favorite podcasts. Yep. We've also got clips going up on the Facebook page. Um, there's a lovely clip of uh, some back and forth between Brad Jones and his wife uh, where he accuses her of denting the Jackie Chan plate. Oh, uh, yeah, that was then, cool. How cool was that story? To, and, then, and then proceeds to almost drop it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it tells us a story about the Jackie Chan racing overseas. So, uh, yeah. That clip's just gone up. Um, you know. That's certified rock star stuff, that. 
Yep, Hollywood, Hollywood. Um, So, yeah, so there is, um, of course, uh, probably some of the biggest news this week is all the supercars teams have had to relocate to Queensland. Yeah. so and how good's the racing been? Yeah, yeah. Look, there's a few team managers and stuff that are a bit upset about that racing, um, but I think this year's mm. a bit of a learning experience for all. Um, and you know, like it just changes all the time. So, you know, they've got to create a format this year that is exciting. Um, oh, I think I think it's it's done it like uh, and i was listening to a podcast the other day and i don't know if it it might have been um i don't know if it's the dso or the enforcer and the dude i can't remember now they said what this environment will do not just the, the rule changes coming around spend but what this sort of stressful high transport last minute type environment will do for these ultra pro teams is the teams that have always done the most with the least will really prosper in this sort of environment because this is nothing new to them. They've always operated in this sort of mode. And I think that's what you're seeing now that, like, you know, the um, BJR killing it. You know, that they've obviously, as a privateer, been doing the most of the least. And, and this is not normal, but they seem to be, be able to be more reactive and able to be, react quicker than maybe the bigger base teams. Yeah, and I mean, I think it was um, five hours they moved the whole team from Victoria across into uh, Albury. Um, like the drivers and that, they're all still in Victoria, all moved, five-hour notice, cars, yeah. um, dogs as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, which has been pretty cool. And and I think the the other thing as well, this, this year is going to give supercars a good opportunity to test um some potential changes to perhaps increase engagement and the spectacle of the sport um so it'll be interesting to see what they keep doing for the rest of the year yeah and then they see change. what they keep into into future seasons because you know obviously it's been the same format for so long um and this has sort of forced them to do some changes around that um you know, shorter race weekends, all that sort of stuff. Well, and they get to um, sort of a, um, they could try anything at the moment. They get a sort of a free pass. You could say, oh, well, it's because of COVID. It didn't work. You know, they've got, they've got an out. They could do anything they wanted. They could try any format. They could allow super twos in with the pros. They could do whatever, you know, yeah. and just say, oh, we've got to combine or, or because of COVID, you know, they could yeah. do any crazy thing they wanted to do. And just to see if it works and get a free pass out of it. Yeah. And, and, and if it works, perfect, wicked. Perfect opportunity to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, use the, you know, I, I hate and have been hating businesses that have been using COVID-19 as an excuse to be rubbish. Um, yeah. You know, when. Oh, absolutely. They don't need to be. Um, but this is a good, good reason. But this is, this is a good thing, you know, use it as an excuse this time and go, Hey, look, I want to, let's change up the format of the racing. Let's do this. Let's do that. Um, reverse grids, do the, you know, bring some yeah, of that, you... that Com- E-series change, you know, rules and stuff they did in that. Yeah. Into the real oh, world. crowd. Like there's some weird ones, you know, crowd vote, internet voted safety cars and, you know, we, you know do whatever, <laughs> try it. Just say, you know, 
Yeah, maybe not that one, but um. <laughs> oh, I think that was hilarious. They should. They've been talking about doing that for F one for a while. I think that's just a yeah. It's a nut brain idea. It doesn't, from a purist point of view, it's stupid. But <laughs> and if that gets the show going, and that gets more people watching, and more people buying shirts, and more people turning up to the track when we're allowed to again, fuck, do it. Yeah, and, I, and if it doesn't work, blame COVID. Yeah, blame the internet. <laughs> <laughs> blame seven. I don't know. Yeah, blame someone else. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, like the the uh, Formula E does some pretty cool fan interaction stuff with um, yeah. boosts and all that sort of stuff. Um, and that's, you know, maybe, you know, they could have a, a wild card round, you know, where they do that crazy sort of stuff. Um, yeah. You know, it's something I think this year, it's, it's the year for them to test stuff out. Yeah. And, um, you know, use it as, you know, Formula One could be doing the same, but they won't. Um, no. You know, that's... That's that's Formula One for you, um, but again, you know they've done some really dumb stuff over the years, which just oh, wasn't Formula well One. The thing it I think has lost so much engagement there is that it's out of control. But yes, it probably should be out of control because it is the premier motorsport. It should just yeah. be an arms race, right? Yeah. But when you've got um, so much disparity across the grid and so much time across the grid, like bigger time splits than we have in local racing. You're like, eh, something's missing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I, I mean, being owned now by... Um, a media a, outlet. A commercial, yeah, a media and commercial yeah. outlet. Um, there's been a lot of improvement on the... Engagement, yeah, absolutely. You know, ...fan engagement side of things, but it's the racing now that they need to fix. Yeah. And that's that's their next step will be to fix the racing. Um, won't happen overnight, but, um, you know... Bring it on. Yeah. Speaking of bring it on, I think we're about three weeks away from racing again over here. Can't, can't yep. wait. Yep. Bring it on. So, that'll be good. And, um, yeah, again, make sure you jump on Facebook and everything. Check out the clips. Um, got a couple of pearls tonight we'll chuck up. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you cool. next week for episode 17. I'm going to start writing it down. I'm going to forget soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Eve, Shane, man. You're a champion. All right. Behind the sport. Peace out. Goodbye.